With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Seahawks fans, wherever you may be, welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Hey, Seahawks fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Offset, sitting down with Keith Myers. We're going to poke around the NFC West today in this show uh, to kind of find out what our competition has been doing uh, in the division. Uh, Arizona, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and the 49ers. We already know what Seattle's been up to. We talk about them all the time. Let's talk about those other three and find out if we have anything to fear this year or if Seattle's going to rise above with our rebuilt roster, uh, especially after the draft, and and be in competition for this division. How you doing? I'm um, doing good. Let's, um, yeah, I just kind of was a little bit surprised researching this show. Uh, Arizona's doing, done more than I realized, um, which is good because they were terrible last as year. In, as in firing people? Yeah, they fired a bunch of people. And they actually they, signed a couple people that, that are good and released some bad contracts that they were dealing with so oh okay um, okay <laughs> yeah so, oh maybe i, I, I still mean don't ex- they're still not going to be a great but your um, favorite coach in the world was was fired at the, in the off season that you know they started that um right away by getting rid of cliff cliff kingsbury and uh gm steve kime uh, walked away from his job and so both replaced mm-hmm. uh seems like that the the general manager that they hired is competent. I, I watched this press conference. I live here in Arizona in Phoenix. Uh, so I, I get the local stuff occasionally. And, and I watched him be interviewed. Seems like a real great guy. Wants to do the right thing, saying all the right things. They hired Jonathan Gannon as their head coach. 
I think that's a big improvement. I think defense is going to be their priority. They were awful last year. I think allowed one of the league worst um, 449 points uh, on on defense, and their mm-hmm. offense was was horrible compared to the years prior. They had the injury, obviously, of Kyler Murray with the ACL in his right knee on an untouched play in late December, and he's not going to be ready to go um, possibly uh, by the, the start of the season, although they say that he's ahead of schedule. Uh, but that could mean anything at this point in the season. So um, other than that, uh, Keith, why don't you fire ahead and tell me what uh, moves you liked as far as dispatching players and, uh, and, and signing guys. Well, I mean, um, they've let, this was an old team Um, that it's not just, it's not just when you're bad, but when you're bad and old is when you really don't have a lot of hope. Um, and and seeing guys like AJ Green finally, um, yep. you know, disappear. Marcus Golden, um, Justin Pugh, uh, Byron Murphy. Well, I guess Byron Murphy's young was young, but he didn't play that well last year. Um, well, he came know, into the to the league with um, with a lot of promise, and it just didn't work out for him. Yeah, um, Anderson, the wide receiver, um, was making <laughs> way too much money. Um, Rodney so, Hudson. So, they they released Rodney Hudson. Yeah, so they've they've um they've gone through and 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 cleaned up uh the roster quite a bit. Um and then they've brought some guy the the guys they brought in um you know, Kevin Strong as an interior offensive lineman is going to be a decent rotation player for them. Um you know, and uh, honestly, um Kazir White at linebacker, I think mm-hmm. was a was a very underrated signing, especially at that cost. Um, I like that losing Zach Allen to the Broncos is yeah. gonna, the, is, is interesting. Gonna hurt. I like Zach Allen. He's a good base defensive end, but he is. He, he needs um, a special role in a, on a on a on a team to to be a good fit. And um, I think Seattle was looking at him actually. Yeah, I think they were point. too. Um, and I mean, it's weird because the Broncos gave up um, Trey Jones to Seattle who's 25 and um, but then turned around and gave similar money to uh, Zach Allen, who I think is not as good of a player. So, um, but yeah, it's going to hurt to lose. um, It's going to hurt to lose Zach Allen. Let's um, let's not, you know, sugarcoat that that's going to be hard on them. But I think overall what you see is, is a lot of like, okay, they knew they needed to reset. And so there's a lot of guys that are going to be gone that, Honestly, those contracts were kind of bad, mm-hmm. and um, the guys they brought, the guys they brought back uh, and brought in are younger guys. Um, I was just signed and, a guy today that I really like. Which one? Zach Pascal um, mm-hmm. on a two-year deal, wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. familiar with Jonathan Gannon um, together with the Colts and the Eagles, and Gannon's just a, a nice, well-rounded wide receiver. I think he's going to bring it just as much value as AJ Green did. AJ Green was not doing anything for them. Uh, sometimes hurt, uh, didn't go through practices during the week, and so Kyler Murray never built a rapport with him. And um, so, so I, I like this. I like that signing for them. Yeah, but I, overall... I like I like oh, go ahead. Jonathan Gannon, Gannon as their head coach uh, pick. Um, I thought the process that they went through was was not great. 
Um, they waited a little while. They didn't, uh, th- they had some coaches brought in that, that basically told them that they, they didn't want the job um, because Kyler Murray is difficult to work with, essentially, is, is what is being reported. And that mm-hmm. comes down to the, you know, the personality and the um, uh, just being immature uh, uh, with, with that situation. And they, they have a contract with Kyler Murray that they're not going to be able to get out of for like three years. Yeah, and he's he's hurt now, and so we'll see what happens there at, at the quarterback position. Um, I I'm not sure really. I, you know, if Colt McCoy is going to be the guy, or if they're going to, you know, get somebody in the draft, or who knows. Um, but they're they're going to be bottom dwellers this year, and they not are. only just in the NFC West, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they're not going to be good. I think that's, that's pretty clear. Um, unless, uh, Kyler Murray comes back healthy and takes that step forward that everyone's been expecting for a couple of years and hasn't happened. Um, this is a team that's, they're not going to be good. And, um, but I think they're on the, on the right track here with the way that they've gotten, they've just gotten rid of some, so many of these old guys that, um, you know, these bad contracts are going to get themselves some cap space going into a year from now. Um, they're going to be able to, um, you know, kind of reload, rebuild the roster a little bit. And they've done all of this while also replacing the worst coach in the NFL um, with someone who, like you said, appears competent. We'll see what happens when the season gets here. But mm-hmm. so far, he looks like a guy who actually knows what it takes to run an NFL team, unlike Kingsbury, who and, and they've got long. a, and they've got a good draft. I mean, they've got the number three overall pick. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that they should probably go Will Anderson there, uh, best player, defensive player available at three, unless they trade out of that pick and decide to pick up further value, which would also be a decent yeah. uh, thing for them to do since they have so many needs. Um, I I would be inclined to do that. One player is not going to solve your problem if they uh, they were able to to drop down to a quarterback needy team uh from three and mm-hmm. pick up an additional uh first round pick in 2024 and a second and a fourth or something in this draft to do that i would do it um but if will anderson's there that's a no-brainer um yeah. as well for them to do and would immediately help them i think on the defensive side start to build a new core because their defense is just not good their um, defense is bad their offense you know, look at their bad. offensive roster it's not bad especially at the skilled positions um, but, yeah, but their offensive line is uh, rough and it has been, but you know what? They would, they doubled down. They went, they got Will Hernandez back and Kevin Beecham and well, yeah. yeah, Josh Jones. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird, and they, they jettisoned Hudson. So they're going to need a center. Um, yeah, they, they need, they need some help. They need some help. They need some offensive line. They could go offensive line in this draft and, and uh, get a couple of guys. I think in the in the second round, third round. Um, but yeah, it, they're going to be at the bottom for a couple of years until they work this thing out and kind of build the roster. Get, hopefully, they give their GM and their head coach a, an opportunity to build this thing. I think any competent owner would would say that this is a three year project at, at a minimum. Does Arizona and, have a competent owner? The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet 
and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payouts. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TPPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 in any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the guy signed um, Cliff Kingsbury to be head coach like a week after he got fired um, from for failing as a college coach. So I'm skeptical. Uh, skeptical. <laughs> yeah. You're right. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't think they are Houston incompetent, but um, we'll see. They deserve so, a chance to see what happens. Well, let's talk about the team in the division that bought a Super Bowl and then uh, paid its bills. Yeah. The Los Angeles Rams. Honestly, um, people are looking at them going, oh, look, this is why you don't do that. This is, you know, they're, they're, cause everything's just falling apart for them and whatever. And you're like, they got a championship. I'm not sure what you're worried about. Uh, <laughs> well, this is what every team tries to do. I mean, this is their best case scenario. They, they went out and got Matthew Stafford, won, won a Super Bowl. Uh, they stayed healthy in, in that year. And then the next year they fell off a cliff and, mm -hmm. um, they were five and 12 last year. The offense only scored 307 points, one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Uh, Stafford was out uh, quite a bit with uh, injury to his elbow. Uh, I think he's coming back full health right now, but uh, they let Jalen Ramsey walk uh, in, in a trade. Um, For nothing. This off, this off season, Leonard Floyd is, is uh, left, uh, not signed yet. Baker Mayfield, who came in to fill in for Matthew Stafford, re-signed a, a new contract with the Buccaneers. Bobby Wagner, Ashawn Robinson, uh, Troy Hill, uh, all gone. Uh, Taylor mm -hmm. Rapp, um, you know, quite a few other people. Malcolm Brown, one of their backup running backs. Leonard Floyd, one of their their yeah. top edge players, is gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, that'd be a good ad actually for Seattle. Yeah, I mean, th if we this were is needing that. Well, yeah. I mean, he's 31, so he's a guy that, you know, people are going to look at and be like, okay, if you're a team that's win now mode, he's a guy that you go get, but he isn't, uh, this isn't, that's not a long term, you know, uh, acquisition for you. Uh, but you look at that, what happened last year, really what's happened in the last few years. You, the Rams have been in the market for old players, and then somehow they managed to stay healthy and that's how the Rams have kind of been good. And, and, they, over... and they bought it all with a credit card. Yeah. And, and so it bought it all with a credit card on old players that stayed healthy and it worked. It got them a super bowl and all of that. But, um, you know, the credit card bill came due and that's part of what's going on is their cap situation is just terrible, which is why you had to see Jalen Ramsey, Bob, uh, Bobby Wagner and Leonard Floyd all get cut. Yeah. Um, well, I guess Jalen Ramsey was traded, but still they, he, there was talk that he might get cut anyways, cause I had to get under the cap. Um, and you're going to see all these other guys not get resigned cause they don't, they can't afford them. Uh, the other part of it is that last year they had, they were just decimated by injuries. Well, they were eventually that injury luck luck is going to come back to you. They've had some of the best injury luck in the entire NFL for the three years prior to that. Yes. So they were going to have a bad year. And especially as all these guys get 
older, um, it's going to happen. And so now uh, you're starting to see this is a team that they've got to make some decisions. Are they going to, um, you know, basically wait on this and, 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 and hope that it, you know, the salary cap situation uh, frees everything up in a year and they can make another run next year? Or are they going to recognize that this team got real old and they're going to need, they're not going to be able to, um, to run this back and do it again because the guys aren't going to be the same that they were when they won it all. So um, it's very interesting to see what's going to happen. So today, uh, Sean McVay came out and said he's he's re-upping. He's he's back. He's going to uh, see this thing out. Does that surprise you at all? This thing's no. going to be not just a, a minor reset. This is a full-on rebuild. It I doesn't surprise me at all. He's still, I mean, when they signed him um, to be a head coach, he was the youngest in, in the NFL. And um, he's still a great coach and, and all that kind of stuff. But for him, it would be more of, just needing a break, wanting a break, wanting a chance to reset, not wanting to lose for a couple of years, um, which would be why he'd do that. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, he wants to be an NFL head coach. He wants to um, continue to do this job. He's still young, still very good at it. And being able to take this team that he took to the Super Bowl and rebuild it back into uh, a contender again over a couple of years, I think is a nice challenge for him. Yeah. So what's going to happen with Matthew Stafford? Um, I think he's coming back for another year and that way they can kind of get out from underneath the cap issues that they're having. And then they'll see what, if they can, you know, lose him and, and uh, draft a quarterback a year from now. Cause I think this team's not going to be good. Yeah. They're still paying for the, uh, the, the trade there with Jared Goff this year as well. Yep. Um, okay. So, do you see them finishing last or, or second to last in the division? I can see them finishing second to last. There's still talent here um, more than in Arizona. I mean, um, they still have the best defensive lineman in the NFL. Uh, Matthew Stafford hopefully will, will stay healthy oh, longer for them. Yeah. Um, and, Cooper, and, and they have Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. And he's one of the best re- receivers. Uh, there's a lot of talent here it just last year um it was all hurt um and this year there's going to be a lot less because all these guys are gone but there's still a lot of good players and i think that can get you some wins um that arizona just doesn't have um and so i i see them more as a you know the third place team um they're going to be a team that's going to be super annoying for seattle because Seattle's weakness on offense is the interior defensive line. That's the strength of the Rams. And that just continues to be a thing. And it is every single year for Seattle. So let's talk about Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 13 and four class of the division in 2022. There's no doubt about it. One of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made one of the biggest uh, first moves in free agency of any team uh, in the NFL and, and signing uh, Javon Hargrave to a, to a massive deal, uh, paying him uh, 21 million APY uh, to come in and be there, um, be their nose tackle, which I, God. you know, it's a great move for them. It, it pairing, is. It's pairing a, with an already existing tremendous defensive. Yeah. Line. That's a brutal move. If you're a Seahawk, <laughs> because um, you look at that uh, Armstead, Bosa and now Hargrave as they're on their defensive line. Those are three uh, <laughs> pro bowlers, three guys that 
are um, all pros, all pros. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's ugly. Now, honestly, I think there were uh, there were other ways they could have spent that money that I think would have maybe had a bigger effect in their win total. Um, even on defense, I think their their back end um, cornerback especially could use some help. But because uh, even Javon Hargrave is only going to play 64 percent of the snaps. Yeah, last year he played sixty four point four for the Eagles. Um, you know, and he's thirty, so he's on. He's he's not old, but he's not. He's, this isn't a guy that's ascending and getting better, right? He, this is just what he is, which is fantastic. But at yes. some point, it, you at some point there will be a d- decline in there. Um, but I think that uh, if you look at defensive lines, it, if theirs isn't the best in the NFL, I couldn't tell you who is better because that's just a fantastic group. And it's yeah. an already ta- really talented roster top to bottom. Um, they they did lose some guys, but they resigned some guys. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Okay. I don't think anyone cares that much. Um, they brought in Sam Darnold to replace him. That's interesting mm-hmm. yeah um, i thought that was an inter- interesting signing considering their quarterback situation which is brutal it just is you know by by anybody's stretch they they had a rough rough year at the quarterback position last year yeah three uh, major injuries to starting but, to quarterbacks that were starting so. it turned out they found potentially their quarterback of the future who in his last game you know hurt his elbow so bad he might not be able to throw properly again there you know it's it's one of those injuries Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully it was successful for him. Obviously, he's just starting his career. Um, but that's that's tough. And so you've got to have a guy that's able to come in um and, and compete with that um right away. So with with Trey Lance. So Trey Lance has also been recovering from a from a injury. I, I assume that he's gonna be ready to go at the at the first of the year. Brock Purdy's not. Brock Purdy probably ends up sitting out the entire year in 2023 we'll see what happens so you've got the trey lance and sam Dar- darnold show um for them mm-hmm. potentially uh i think that that hurts them actually uh as far as being better than their record was in 2022 like 13 wins is is hard to do in the nfl a little easier now that they're 17 games but nonetheless that's a decent record how do you see, you know, you mentioned they lost Garoppolo, they lost uh, Ube Beckham, they lost uh, Emmanuel Mosley, their corner, Mike McGlinchey, their right tackle is gone, uh, Shear, their linebacker, Al Shear, mm-hmm. uh, one of their starting guys, uh, their their kickers, unresigned, and Robbie Gold, been there forever. Um, He's 41, has, I bet that's on Ridgeway. Go otherwise, yeah. Um, and then you also threw in a couple of edge guys, um, Charles Amanahu and Samson Beckham. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of it, so they're they're gonna have to reload a little bit, they're gonna have to reset. I mean, this is when you have, um, arguably the best roster top to bottom in the NFL. The Philly would disagree with that. Um, honestly, they're one, two, in my opinion. I agree. Um, and <laughs> Uh, pick whichever one is one and two. You're going to lose a bunch of guys, and that's fine because they've still got depth. <laughs> that roster was just that good, um, you know. So I think they're going to. I mean, they'll come back down to earth a little bit. But you you nailed it. With it comes down for them, it's the quarterback position because they started out with um, you know Trey Lance, and and he looked okay, but not great. Um, then he got hurt, and then they got to bring. 
Garoppolo in who had been basically told to stay away from the team because they didn't want a quarterback controversy, but then he re-signed to a pay cut um, and then now suddenly had to start. And so it took a little bit for him to get involved. This was a team that was three and three. They ended up 13 and four, right? That'll give you an idea of, of how they, once they got things going. Um, and then Brock Purdy came in when Garoppolo went down and looked great. So Purdy's going to be out probably till midseason, maybe all year. Um, Trey Lance is going to get another opportunity, which is probably, um, you know, for the 49ers, not a bad thing, given that what they, they you know, the three first round picks they gave up to get um, him to get one more chance to see if there's anything usable there. Um, my guess is that he'll probably be better this year, just more prep and, and um, all of that. He was a guy that was kind of a project, so more opportunity for him to learn uh, over this last year, even though he was hurt. So I, I think he'll be a little better, but if he's not, you know, you're, you're, a, or if he gets hurt again, um, you know, now you're looking at, uh, you're looking at kind of a mess because you're Sam Darnold, whoever we, we can all agree now is not a, um, not if a there's anybody that can, yeah, you know, there's, there's two, there's two or three, uh, OCs in this, the league that I think that could work with Sam Donald and make him at least palatable. And, um, yeah, and they've got Gal Shanahan is is one of those guys that, that can make him work with Chris Forrester and Clint Kubiak. Mm -hmm. I think that we'll get him to a point where he's efficient in that offense. So we'll see. I, I agree with that. Um, efficient, sure. Good. I think, that sip that ship has sailed a little bit um but yeah he'll be he, he could be serviceable i mean that offense is really quarterback friendly it and, is and, and it's a well-oiled machine yep and, and there's a lot to like there and there's still a draft coming up where they're going to be able to um add some weapons and stuff to that but you know they don't have a first round pick so that makes life a little harder um but when it all comes down to it is this may be a team that's sitting around waiting for Brock Purdy to get healthy and just trying to stay in it for mm-hmm. the first eight games until they can get Purdy in there um, and lead them, you know, for towards a, uh, uh, you know, towards the playoffs and stuff. How much, and, pre- how much pressure comes with that kind of strategy? A lot. That is a lot of pressure on a guy at Brock Purdy who's got, like six really good or seven really good games under his belt, but that's all at the NFL level. I mean, um, if, if Trey Lance doesn't come out and, and win a bunch of games for you, um, if he looks, you know, average, mediocre, uh, or worse, um, and you're sitting waiting for Brock Purdy to get healthy and you're and losing moment, games and every game is just, yeah. Or brutal. even if you're, you're, you're winning half your games and you're 500, but you're still waiting for uh, that guy to get healthy to lead your team because you got to get into the playoffs and whatnot. Then that's just you're 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 banking a lot on a guy that's just had a elbow reconstruction done, um, and that's rough. I mean, it's going to be we'll see uh, how he what his arm looks like when he gets back and whether he can still make all those throws because that was a brutal injury. Yeah, yeah, crazy. All right, question for you. So after the draft, uh, and and anticipating Seattle adding a certain amount of 
talent to their roster. Where where does our roster stack up against the NFC West? I think the Seahawks will have the second best roster in the division behind San Francisco. Even um, after the draft. Even after the draft. Um, the Find me the true weakness other than quarterback on the 49ers. Even with the guys they lost, what's the true weakness of uh, that? Like what position group? Third wide receiver. <laughs> um, I'd say possible, that they're, they're better than right Seattle tackle, at that. Right tackle right now. They've got Colton McKivitz mm-hmm. uh, as their starter. Um, backup tight end. Um, third running back. Uh, you asked me. Um, I know. I'm saying, fine. Like, this is the challenge. This is with the guys they've lost. Yeah, I would say maybe one of their corners, maybe De, uh, Demondrar Lenore mm-hmm. could, be, um, could be upgraded. A cornerback. They could do that in the draft. Yep. And they need an edge uh, rusher, at least one. Um, just, yeah. it's just yes, the nature of they have lost a couple of guys. They need some, some guys to come in and, and, and take that spot um and and produce that but there isn't a weakness these are positions where like okay maybe there's question marks right tackle yeah i'll give you that one because they lost um mcglinchke um and you know that's going to be that's going to be a tough one but maybe that's where they 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 use their one of their um high draft picks is to get them a um i agree a right tackle of you know the future and, and that kind of stuff so that cornerback you know, and then you've got some rotational pieces. Uh, you can get those in a right, draft. Right. Um, and so you're kind of looking at a situation where I think this is a great roster outside of quarterback. And even at quarterback, <laughs> there's, you've got, I mean, the I'll idea that what. Trey Lance is super young. The idea that he is guaranteed to be bad is, I think, way overblown. I think he's still got all the talent in the world and and he just needed time to, to adapt and, and learn and he's still super young so everyone so seattle won nine games last year everyone's mm-hmm. talking about after the draft and the improving roster that seattle could get to 11 wins okay now do the same exercise we just did for san francisco with seattle's roster well seattle's interior offensive line is still bad um they're they don't have um they need a running back. They need two wide receivers. They need um, help on the defensive line. Even with the two guys they've added, mm-hmm. they still have no depth. They have zero things going for them at, at linebacker. Um, and they need to figure out what's going to happen at safety because, yeah, sure, they've got one guy at the free safety, but then there's kind of a, we'll see what happens at strong safety and the backups. There's just a lot of um, issues there, and especially the defensive front seven, the depth is is not good so the holes are just bigger the holes are just bigger Mm -hmm. um and and what you're going to end up doing is in 2023 you're going to depend in a similar way to your draft class that you did in 2022 where you're Mm -hmm. expecting a certain amount of players i'm going to just say four they probably want at least four starters to come out of this draft you know two on the offensive line potentially one at least one at linebacker and potentially one at, at nose tackle um, and, and we'll see how else everything else unfolds, but you're looking at a, a second running back potentially, uh, drafted. You're looking at, um, a, a third, third wide receiver, fourth, wide receiver. Fourth, fourth, possibly. So you're looking at 
quite a few young players having an immediate impact on your on your roster in 2023. Whereas the 49ers could go through this draft and not have anybody turn out uh, up their draft and still be uh, the best roster in the NFC West. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the they're they're going to need some young players to step up and um and play. It's not like they can get nothing out of their draft. They need a right tackle. They need um a safety. They need a cornerback. Um second tight end, etc. Right. Yeah, I mean, there there's there there's things that they, that they need in order to um you know, return to where they were last year, but the holes are smaller and a lot of what they need are rotation guys other than right tackle and maybe safety. Um, whereas in Seattle, they need upgrades, um, at positions, especially middle linebacker and, um, you know, on the defensive line and at either center or right guard, like they need upgrades, um, still, and they don't, they can't afford to, to go get them in free agency at this point. They're depending on the draft. So, uh, but the, that's not to say that, the Seahawks also have a better quarterback room, a better quarterback position than the 49ers. And that means a lot in the NFL. And if they improve the um, the offensive line a little bit, get another running back and really help Geno Smith out, um, that could make a huge difference in the win total because quarterbacks matter. Um, and so as good as the 49ers roster is top to bottom, they have a lot of question marks in the most important position. And so that is cause for concern for them. I still think that um, they win the division. Um, I think Seattle is in position to push them a lot harder than they did last year, right? They were four games behind. Um, I think it's lost, more like lost three games last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think Seattle's going, can push them a lot harder and um, make it closer. And, and if, um, Trey Lance really does fall on his face, uh, then the, the division's there for Seattle to take. But um, they're still a year away from having a roster that's on par with, with San Francisco. Um, they just built a really, really nice roster over the last few years. And um, yeah, they did. It's paying off. They did. So, you know, they did. And they had draft picks and, you know, it just worked out for them. Mm-hmm. But they were bottom dwellers for, for a while to get there. Um, how would you rank Seattle's roster in the NFC in general, as well as the 49ers? Like who else has a roster that can compete other than say Philadelphia? So Philadelphia, Philadelphia 49ers, where um, does Seattle fall? I'd, I'd put Dallas um, saying that they've got a good roster, probably, you know, they're maybe third um, and Washington, if they can figure out their quarterback situation actually has a better roster than people realize. Um, the Vikings were a paper tiger last year. They beat up on a lot of bad teams and barely beat them. Uh, I don't see them actually being improved. Um, How about the Giants? Giants were nine and seven last year. They were, but then they just re-upped their quarterback for $40 million and he was part of what held them back. So I, I don't know what's going on. That was a little weird to me. How about the lions? Nine and eight. The lions are, the lions are actually a team that I would, be surprised if they don't make the playoffs. Um, I really like um, Campbell, their coach, and what he's done. And they've slowly built this team. It's young. It's hungry. Um, it's disciplined. And they come they, out of the draft with the, with defensive players. This, that that team's going to be young and hungry. 
Big time. Yeah, because the offense, even with Jared Goff at quarterback, the offense um, scored a lot of points, but their defense was just pathetic. Um, so they need they need defensive players. They, for them, they're sitting there. Look, they want that run at quarterbacks to happen um, because that means the top defensive players are dropping to them at um, at six, and they can they can get their choice. I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up they end up getting a guy like Jalen Carter. Um, to plug in the middle of that defensive line and instantly make that defense better. Um, but they also need help at corner, the back end. They could use better linebackers. I mean, the, they just need help at all three levels. But overall, like that is a um, that is an ascending team. And getting Emmanuel Mosley from the 49ers, who's only 27, um, to be you know one of their cornerbacks is, I mean, that's only going to make them better. That's going to help them. Uh, you know, keep other teams from scoring 48 points a game like Seattle did um, against them and help them win some games. So yeah, yeah, they're an ascending team. I still think that um, that the Eagles are the, you know, they're the team, right? They've lost some key pieces, Hargrave being one of a them to the 49ers. Um, you know, they lost a linebacker to the, to the um, Arizona Cardinals. They've lost some other pieces, but it, that's what happens when you have a roster like that and you win a bunch of games is other teams want your good players and you can't afford to keep them all. So uh, I think they come back down to earth a little bit. So is San Francisco a little bit, but they're still to me that those rosters are still the class of the NFC um, and Seattle and, and Detroit are teams that are ascending. They're going to push them. So. Interesting. Um, cool. Wow. Fun show. Yeah, it's good. It's good to look at the neighbors once in a while. Uh, yep. We don't have to do this again for, for a bit of time. Um, Not till after the draft. Any, anything else that you can anticipate Seattle doing before free agency basically closes down? Um, no, I mean uh, Bobby Wagner bringing him in to be um, inside linebacker in this defense, where he'll play next to Bush at the beginning um, and next to um, Brooks at the end of the season once Brooks is healthy. Um, I, I would see that as being a very uh, uh, anticipated move that that seems likely to happen. But other than that, I see Seattle sitting back and waiting. They might go get some vet minimum guys um, at wide receiver, just add some some names to the mix because they're so thin there. Um, but I don't see them doing much else. Interesting. Do you? Cool. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, John Schneider alluded to the idea that he wasn't done yet as far as the defensive line was concerned. They were talking to a couple of guys, but that was almost five days ago, six days ago now. I would imagine mm -hmm. that that list has churned a couple of times in in that amount of time. Um, so I'm not exactly sure. I would imagine if they do bring guys in, it's just role players, minimum contracts, um, filling out the roster a little bit on depth. Uh, but I think we're done with major splashes. Uh, it would surprise me if Bobby Wagner's back. I know that everybody would love that. Bobby Wagner would love that. The players, maybe even the coaches. Um, but at the end of the day, they need to make business decisions and we'll see what happens yep. there. Uh, if Bobby Wagner, I think, comes back on a one-year deal, like $4.5 million base, uh, fully guaranteed, plus another 3 or $4 million in, in incentives. And they can do a cap hit of $4.5 million for 2023. I think that's a no-brainer, and they get that deal done, and yeah. and that's similar to a deal that um, that Levante David uh, signed a, a one-year deal. 
um, yeah. just, just, just this morning on and similar actually, terms. And Levante David um, is a good uh, comp as far as, uh, you know, salary and that kind of stuff. Came out the same year, drafted um, one position apart. Both have been perennial um, Pro Bowl guys. Uh, Wagner has, of course, been better, but he's also lost a step more than um, David has. And so, um, yeah, I just think that they're, that that's, if that's what it took to get Levante David signed, then the Seahawks should offer it to um, Bobby Wagner and and get that deal done because they need a guy. They 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 needed someone. He's a leader. The coaches will love the fact that he, they can trust him with everything. Um, and even if he's not the fastest guy be- anymore, um, he still makes the team better. And they need that. Yeah, I was going to look up and see if I can find his contract terms. Uh, Levante David sent now he made 12 his cap hit last year was 12 million dollars plus mm-hmm. some bonus money Levante David signed a one-year seven million dollar contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, and and I understand uh, from a, another tweet I can't remember who it was from Schefter or something where his his bonus and base it was like uh, four four something million dollars with three million in incentives if you can get if you can if you can do that with Wagner Kiev's cap number for this year at four and a half with the likelihood that you're gonna lose some cap space next year because he hits those incentives, do it. Just do it. Yeah. I think that Levante David going for this actually really helps uh get mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner signed. Bobby's, you know, representing himself. Uh, hats off to him. I think he was waiting for the market to kind of figure itself out. But there's not a lot of uh there's not a big market left for his salary cap. Yeah. Um, in general anyway, and, and at that position. And so his, his pool of teams looking at him is, is pretty small and Seattle's definitely at the top. I mean, if both he and the team want to get this done, I think it happens actually, uh, yeah, but in order for Seattle of- to do it, they would have to push some, some things around a little bit. Now, you know, you could save eight, eight million, six, seven million dollars by restructuring, Quandary Diggs, for example, that makes a yep. lot of sense to me. And you to can do save that. nine nine million by cutting um, Adams with a June first designation. Although you don't get this cap space until June first, but um, you can still earmark move that stuff around. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Happen. And so, yeah, I, I would. I, I still think. Um, I still think it would be a good idea, just given that they don't have anything, and I'd rather have Wagner for a year to come in and help the team just bridge um through this brooks injury and help get a draft pick up to speed um i would rather see them do that than than run into this year where um bush is your only viable option at a position where you need two guys yeah no absolutely it'd be like running uh running back cody barton as your starter with some rookie as a as a as your sidekick yeah that yeah. just wouldn't make any sense so they, they yep. do have to do something there Okay, let's uh, get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter, at MyersNFL. You can find me at NWC Hawk. You know where the show's at. When you hit it, uh, hit it uh, out there on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, make sure you uh, hit that subscribe button. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter 
Bill is at NWCHawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.